Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. We're here on Not Just Football with Najee Harris. How you doing, brother? Good, how are you? <laughs> How's the body feeling after the first year? First, uh, first oh, second year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, the age is showing. Not only now. in the beard, but it's showing in the brain wow. too. I know that you. See, come on, now. you have to be good at this right now. This is what you do. This is my third year, so third my body. Year. Yeah, my third year, my body's fine, man. I feel amazing. Do you feel the wear and tear of all the reps? You yeah, do? like I heard people say that. You know, and I thought that too going in the league, but now, nah, man, I think that's just for certain backs, certain people. Mm. You know, if you're not built for it, yeah, like. You see the bigger backs is lasting longer, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Derek Henry, for instance. Yeah. I mean, he's like 10, I think it's his ninth or 10th year. He's still going. I mean, I think it's just how you prepare and how you train in the offseason is what matters. You know, if you go in a season not taking care of your body, eating bad, not training, then you're going to get – and it's going to be a faster time – or slower time to recover after games. So, I mean, a good metabolic, a good diet helps you recover faster. So what do you think a shelf life really looks like for a running back? I think it's I think it's 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 whoever the person is, you know. What I mean, like mm-hmm. it's hard to put a shelf life on a certain position. That's like me saying, like, how long much more you think you got in you? I say a year. What you think? Oh, exactly. You know right. what I mean? Like somebody gonna say a running back, they got, you know, age of twenty seven. What the heck? You know right. what I mean? Like who's who idea was that? That's y'all's opinion. Right. I think it just goes by who the player is. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna talk about the running back market, but I want to talk about. Like, when do you think the shift came for when the shelf life of a running back really started to put, come in? Because I feel like for years it was like running backs can last long, but, like, in the last couple of years it kind of changed. In the I think part. so, too, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's – I feel like, like when Le'Veon came into the situation and then went nah. elsewhere, I started hearing that. But then, I mean, I, I, think, I think that when, when people start doing their studies a lot, yeah. I mean, I guess that they see that when a running back plays this amount of time, then, like – I don't know, their bodies. I don't know. To be honest with you, I truthfully don't know because you got guys who played 10 years, like Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played, he played all, like 16 years. Yeah, all type of years. Yeah. You got um, Agent Peterson. I mean, you, you got guys who played 10 plus years. Right. And I mean, it's just that the majority of them, I don't know. You know, you have some guys who did like six years. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's just how you prepare, your, like you, you train yourself. Yeah. I, I, I trained with Frank Gore my uh, senior year of college. I mean, he, he was still training like he was his rookie year. For real? Yeah, I mean, he was he was looking good. Him, I saw him, LaShawn McCoy do all that stuff. They were training in Miami at um, Pete Bomarito. So, I mean, like, and I was looking at him, and I was like, man, like, these guys are still going. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's just how you train yourself. And then, you know, social media, and then, like, you know, you have all these, um, you know, outside people saying that this is the, this is where running backs start to decline. So, yeah. And it just does nothing but affect us because it's like, who was like? Who are you guys? Y'all never even played. Like, right. how are you guys? How can y'all say that off of a position y'all never even played? Y'all just looking at stuff, which I don't. Well, okay, is is it, it, I mean, you got you got to go. You got to ask. So gotta like, ask. I put out a quote on Twitter, and I was like, Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer because I'll get the pushback to say he's a comp- compiler, but I'm like, for a guy to play that long and played have, so many years that he oh, gets the he's stats. Like third in total he's third all time rushing. He's third all time rushing. And so, so how do I you mean, feel? Do you see Frank Gore as a Hall of Famer? I think so. If we say that, because I had this, there's another argument saying like, and I love Jerome, but some people say like, does Jerome belong to be in there? And it was yeah. like, yes, like I mean, he's a fifth all-time leading rusher. Yeah. So why wouldn't Frank Gore if he's a third all-time leading rusher? But they could say the same thing. Like, I mean, I asked Mike T. I was like, how was a uh, Jerome Bettis Hall of Famer? He said you rarely see guys, uh, let's say a, a power back, 
play that many years because mm. it's the style of their of their game. Yeah. So saying like he's changing in the way, you know, he's fifth in all time. And you could say that he's patched at it in a way, but like you can't say that he's not a Hall of Famer. And like mm-hmm. Frank Gore is a hundred percent a Hall of Famer. It'd be crazy if if, if somebody say he's not. Right. I, mean, I never heard that argument. Yeah. I ne- you made that argument somebody no. said something? There have been a lot of people that said like he's a compiler, he shouldn't be in, and I'm like that's he's, crazy. He's done it for that long. Well, it's almost he's hurting his longevity. Yeah. It's saying because he was able to play for so long that his stats almost don't count because he played that, for six years. So that's, that's crazy. That's that's crazy. I agree with you. I hear you on see, that. Yeah, but. like, like, but it's just like, what a running back, though. Like, yeah. sometimes I ask myself, like, what is a good year for a running back, though? Like, what do you see that as? Huh? What do you see that as, as a good well, year like for now, a running back? I don't know what is a good year as a running you back. You don't know? I, I like. So how would you describe? Like, like, like personally, like, you yeah. could say, like, okay, yeah, you rushed for 1,300 yards, 1,200 yards. It's a good year. Right. But if you if you do that, you gotta look at like, okay, well, how many times you get the ball? Well, dang, that's affecting uh, his mileage. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, well, you know, you have to run the ball to get yards. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you only get a certain amount of carries. Um, and then, you know, if you if you pass a certain amount of carries, they're gonna say, well, he doesn't have that much mileage on him. It's like, well, who ideal was that? Like, my job is to run the ball. But I that's not your son. only job. You're well, a no, receiver no. too. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, I'm just saying, but like, you know. If a guy gets a certain amount of carries, yeah. that's also bad. But the team, but that's what the team like. That's what that's what they need. That's what they need. Right. So like, it's like when you, that's what the running back market. And I mean that that that's, that's another discussion. Is like uh, we're we're the only position that get penalized for what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of affecting us. But, but you're expected to do multiple things: catch the football, run the football, the ball, block, ca- block. That's yeah. that's another thing that people yeah. don't see. That's not a stat. Yeah, it's blocking. Yeah, that's huge. You know what I mean? Like some of these shot plays, deep ball plays, won't get off. You know, if they, y'all doing y'all, you know, double A mugs and all that stuff, and we're going in there and digging it out, and he gets the ball off, or uh, you know, a um, six man protection, and you know, guys come out the edge, or somebody's come out the middle, and we gotta, you know, you know, E Rob or Mark coming in there at full speed, head yeah. first. You know what I mean? Mark coming head first, <laughs> bomb. You know what I mean? Without us getting there, stepping up and getting that, and then the play won't get off. But that's stuff that don't get seen. Okay, I got another question along those lines, though. We got to talk oh, about yeah. – we, we get a lot of complaints from defenders that running backs drop their heads. How do you feel about that? In protection? No, just in general because you guys I are running the ball. I understand that. You guys are running the ball. Okay, I'm not going to act here and act like I don't understand <laughs> I, do. I do. Okay. I agree, you know. You do? Do you think it should be called out when it's, it's usually not? I think that if we're calling against the defense, we should call against the offense. So, yes. Do you think the game is swayed towards off- offensive players? Uh, I think, yeah. Um, not the game is swayed. I think in some situations, like, targeting might be. Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, you guys are it, – it depends. Like, if we're catching a the ball, then you, have, you do have a defenseless receiver who is kind of looking at the ball, and you guys have all the control at that point. Because mm-hmm. y'all are looking at where to hit this guy at. Right. We don't like we're looking at I'm sorry, we're looking at the ball to like to reel it in, catch it, you know what I mean? They they say, you know, you catch with your eyes, then your hands. Right. You know, you gotta catch with the ball with your eyes, then you look in, then you're seeing what it is. You guys are you guys aren't looking at that. You know, if, if the ball is not a pick you know, interceptional type ball, mm. you guys are looking at where to hit this guy so he can't get it. So either I'm gonna hit him in his head, his 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 chest, his legs, anywhere. So I mean, I guess in those ways, but like running the ball, it goes both ways. Yeah. It's like I'm we're looking to put our shoulder down and hit some yeah. just same as y'all looking to put our shoulder down and hit this dude on the goal line too at that. Right. So I mean, I guess it depends in certain situations. Would you want penalties called for guys hitting lower extremities? Um <laughs> <laughs> No. 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 Okay. No. Cuz there I, are some wide receivers who feel like wide you know. receivers. I mean like 
I assume people are going to hit me low because I'm a bigger back. Right. I hurdle. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. <laughs> you know, why not? I mean, yeah. Like, just jump over. Yeah. Just jump over. Him, yeah. You know? Right. I mean, like, I think that's the fun part of the game. You know what I mean? It's chess, not checkers. And I mean, like, I'm when, I, when I'm when i turning this corner, I see this DB, he got two things he's going to do. You know what I mean? If I see him coming at me and then I'm going low, okay, I'm going to go I'm gonna go high. If he's coming and hit me straight on, then I'm going to lower my shoulder and hit him. It's, where, where did the hurdle come from? When did you start hurdling guys? I think high school. High school? I think high school. You was know, your coach mad at you when you first did it? No, I, it wasn't until college. <laughs> but they actually made a rule for me in high school that I couldn't hurdle in high school. You couldn't hurdle in high school? I couldn't hurdle in high school. It was a Najee rule. And then when I left, they... they, they oh, like the state the, made the rule? The BV, I was in the Bay Valley Athletic League. Yeah. They said I couldn't hurdle. Now, I went to college. I hurdled, you know, Saban. You can't do this, 22. This isn't <laughs> high school. You know? And then, and then, like, later on, he kept seeing me do it. And he was like... You know what? Yeah, you can do it, but just make sure you be safe. <laughs> Successful a couple times, I'll yeah, let you do yeah, it. I mean, one I, time I heard on it, like, a couple times, and I landed on my neck. Oh, wow. So be careful, okay? Chess, not checkers, baby. Yeah. All right, let's go through your highlights. Um, what's your favorite stiff arm highlight that you have in the league so far? Because I have one in particular. Oh, favorite? See, the three. I think, I don't know. I think, I think the Raiders. The Raiders. That's a good one. Maybe the Raiders. I like the Atlanta one. The Falcons one. Because Falcons yeah, I feel like you watch his head just bounce, bounce. off the yeah, it, it, <laughs> And he, he gets air on the bounce back up, too. So yeah. is that a penalty? Now it is, I feel like. I feel like well, they're putting a more emphasis on If a defensive player did it, it'd be unnecessary roughness, right? Yeah. Probably. So maybe it is a penalty. You want it to be called a penalty? No, I just felt bad for after because I saw his head bounce off you the felt ground. Bad? Yeah, I did. I, I saw All his right. head bounce off the ground. See Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Abram. I said his name, but the other dude, Abram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was, he was a, uh, he's known for, for, for yeah. laying the boom. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's a hard hitting mm-hmm. guy. Other dude, I felt bad because I'm like, damn, like this probably was his only rep. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? So it was a pity. You, you know felt, what I mean? You yeah. felt pity. Yeah. yeah, I felt bad. Take us back. Don't get his get back though. Take us back to your winning play, in the Baltimore game. Yeah, man. I, you know, look at I've been here two years playing right. two. Uh, my third year, but. Both both years, I had a game-winning play. So, you know, let's talk about that one, right? So that one, everybody – I mean, it seems like everybody talked about that play yeah. on the podcast, but me. You know what I mean? It seems like <laughs> <laughs> I got the ball. So, um, really, well, it was uh, – I wasn't even supposed to do that route. So, really, it was a uh, uh, layers protection. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, wouldn't have – nobody came, so I got on my route. And uh, what's 18's name again? Um, Deontay? No, on defense for the Ravens, linebacker. They paid him. Roquan. Oh, Roquan, Roquan, Roquan Smith. Yeah. Roquan Smith. Roquan, he's a great player. Yeah. Um, so he, he was playing me close all, all game, really. He, he had a couple plays where um, he actually deflected the ball at me. He was one on the sidelines, back shoulder, and he actually did a good job of deflecting it. And I got another chance at it. It was crazy. On the same side, almost the same play. And, um, man, I saw a kidney scramble outside, and um, I saw Steve Stevens. Name Steve Steven. Smith yeah. or no, um, Sims? Sims, Sims. Yeah. Wow. Sims. wow. Yeah. I know. I say the same I thing. I know y'all's oh teammates better than you. I saw him. Yeah. I saw him because we have a scramble rule, but you know, I just had a swing route and I just kept rolling up because I keep seeing Kenny coming to me. So, like, I'm going like this. You know, if, if Kenny goes that way, then I'm kind of trailing him like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he went my way. So now I'm trailing him up the sideline. I personally didn't know who he was staring at. I thought he was staring <laughs> at me. Do you think he was throwing to you? Because there was somebody else in that vicinity. That's what somebody said. I saw, yeah, yeah, so I saw somebody, somebody else doesn't yeah, think he was yeah. throwing it to you. So I don't you, know. I didn't care. Caught it, <laughs> you know I mean? caught yeah, I didn't hit care. Hit you in the face, you know I mean? right? Yeah. yeah I, mean. I, I don't know. I don't care. Like That's more of Kenny. Um, question, not mine. I didn't care. Shit. Well, it was a great play. It was a great play. 
Well, I just want to say appreciate you. Thank you for coming yeah. on, Najee. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Najee. Thank you. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio. Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, guys, welcome back to Not Just Football. We have a very special guest, Matt Canada. 
Steelers OC. How do you like that? You like the sound of that? Love it. Love it? Best job in the world. I like it. Shoot. I would love to be Steelers OC. A lot of things come with that, though. Yes, they do. How do you handle, like, the pressure of being the Steelers OC and having, you know, a guy like Ben first off and then a guy like Kenny Pickett? Well, I mean, it's an easy answer to say. It's, you know, I, I do have the best job in the world. Yeah. It's a job you would always want to have. And any job like that is going to come with a lot of pressure. There's yeah. a lot of pressure in your job. Yes. Um, <laughs> everybody has an opinion, which yeah. is fine. But, you know, you're never going to run from it or be like, I wish I didn't have that pressure. You know, pressure's a privilege. So i fortunate to work for this organization, fortunate to work for Mike T, yeah. fortunate to coach the players. You know, you mentioned Ben or Kenny or – I mean, the entire everybody on offense. I mean, it's it's a great ride. We've had a evolution of some young guys, and as you've been out here watching, we're older now. We're more experienced now. So it's really fun. It's fun to get to be here and kind of go through that entire process. What was the biggest difference between Ben and Kenny? You know, I know – Ben's a guy who was more of a established, and with Kenny, you're kind of teaching. But what are the things that really jumped out in both of those? Well, guys? I mean, I think that's the best the best difference you could say. I mean, Ben had played 18 years. We ran Ben. You know, we were going to do things that Ben had done. That was part of the situation there, which was great. And mm-hmm. we found a way to you know, to get ourselves in the playoffs. Yeah. Always want to be better. Always want to do more. Had four rookies starting on that offense. As you think back to that, you know, Ben's last year. We had KG, we had Dan, we had Pat, we had Najee. So we had four rookies mm. starting. So you had 18-year experience <laughs> and four rookies. So there's a balance there. Yeah. I think, um, you know, everybody was a challenge. But, you, you know, again, there's a whole bunch of good. And we found a way and always got to get better. And then you talk about Kenny coming in and kind of starting, you know, getting going mid-year. Mm. You have those other guys who are now second-year players. Yeah. Then you look at Kenny. Kenny's a rookie. GP's a rookie. You know, guys, you know, your little brother was a rookie, had a big role in it. Yeah. Jalen was a rookie and had a big role in it. So we, we've been young, and I think, you know, it's fun to watch those guys, and I think it's fun now to watch and kind of build upon that with those guys who are more experienced. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's a huge difference, first-year player to an 18-year vet, so probably too many things to even get into. So I got to own up to this. Like, I, I get on the pod and I talk, and I say, like, <laughs> the offense is vanilla. I do that on purpose because I want going into week one to usually just – go guns blazing and just freaking light up and say, oh, that was vanilla enough for you. And so you can give me hell for it. Um, but how do you open up the playbook um, with trusting younger guys? Well, I think, we're, I think you're seeing that in camp. And obviously we're not talking about that or showing that anywhere else. But yeah. I think in camp you're seeing the plays on the plays. Mm. Obviously there's everybody. We talked about everybody can be an extra. Everybody can draw plays and call <laughs> plays. Um, and that's true. Yeah. But we have to execute them. And we, last year, you know, we, we've got guys who – have got to get good at this and then get to the next step. And we're seeing those next – the plays off of the plays. You're yeah. seeing those in practice. You're seeing guys understand them. You're seeing Kenny unbelievably more comfortable in the system um, because he's in the system longer and he's a second-year player. I, mean, I think mm-hmm. systems are what they are. You know, plays are what they are. But his comfort and his leadership and getting guys where he wants them and seeing things is just more comfortable. He didn't do it wrong last year. He wasn't not capable of that. Like that's not a true statement. It was just there's more comfort, the speed of the game. And I think watch a whole bunch of rookie quarterbacks from year one to two across the history of the league and compare what Kenny did. Yeah. Again, we found a way to get there. We you know, we didn't do enough. We gotta do more. But really his steps and the kind of the plan we had, mm-hmm. you know, finishing up there going seven and two, we were moving the right way and now we've really taken a big jump. None of it matters till the season though. So we're gonna we'll just keep moving along until we get there. 
What's the communication look like on a game day between all the different positions? Are you communicating more with the assistant coaches or, you know, position coaches? Are you having any, you know, communication with players? How does that work? Well, I'm up, I like being upstairs to see things, and I like, you know, we've got a great staff. We've got great coaches. So obviously, each, each coach is then on the field with his players. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've got, you know, play, I can call the plays. The rules are that way now where I, I talk directly to Kenny, you know, when we have the ball. Mm-hmm. Kenny comes off. He has a headset. I can talk to Kenny directly then. Right. And then I talk to the coaches. And if there's something I need to talk to a player about or something, that way we can. But for the most part, I just talk to the coaches and Kenny mm. and, the, and the coaches and handle their players, and we kind of, you know, move through it that way. But there's there's been a time or two, we, you know, a player might jump on the phone and they'll talk about a route or something of that nature. But really, it's mostly just the quarterback and the coaches. So you talk about routes. Are the wide receivers always asking for routes for themselves? For sure. <laughs> Every wide out's always open. And I and that's the only way to have it. And I think that's a you know, you talk about the many blessings we have right now, excitement we have in this offense is we got a bunch of really good players. Yeah. A bunch of good, you know, talented players. GP's a really talented player. Tay's a really talented player. We brought in Allen Robinson and my gosh, what a great teammate, what a great leader. But again, a really good player who can make mm-hmm. some plays and has shown that out here. Calvin, we got to see just a little bit of him there last week. And, you know, you and I have seen him every day out here. Yes. And he's a rookie. He'd be another one. Would have been another one of those rookies last year, but didn't get to play. Uh-huh. So now we're speeding him up to act like a second-year player with no first-year experience. Um, you know, Gunner's made a lot of plays. And Pat's made a lot of plays. Connor makes a lot of plays. Darnell's come in and been a weapon. Mm. So, to your question, everybody's open. Everybody <laughs> wants the ball. And then – We've got 22 back there who'd yes. like to go. And as you know, those guys up front would like to run the ball. So, um, but that's, you know, people, that's not a problem. That's an unbelievable opportunity and should allow us to be, you know, very creative and very hard to defend and score more points. And so the O-line, we've had some additions. Um, we look for players to keep ascending. Um, just speak on that group. I think it's one of the strongest group, you know, strongest group on our offense, one of the strongest groups on our team. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think the leadership that those guys have had, you start with Mason inside and just his unbelievable – I think he's a great leader. I think he's a super intelligent football player. He's a talented player, but he gets us – there's a lot of th- – again, you're, you're lined up right across from him a lot. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. I mean, all the centers you go against. There's a lot that those guys have to do. Yes. And when you don't do it, it looks horrific <laughs> on somebody. Maybe not even him, right? It's so that, that position is so key in, in what everybody does in the league or in football. But for us, it's a big deal. Yeah. He does a great job. And then – Look at James. He and James have a year together. I think James coming in last year. Those guys were additions with some experience. Has been great. Chooks has been here for a while, and I think a really, really talented right tackle. And again, now is experience. We're talking about two years ago. We were young. Mm-hmm. We were, now you're talking. We had a lot of experience right there. Then you bring in Isaac, um, which is a huge addition for us mm-hmm. this year at left guard. I mean, just an experienced guy. And again, you see him a lot. But I just yeah. I. I think so much of his competitiveness. I just, I'm a huge fan of his. He, yeah. He's not a big talker, but he's a big player. <laughs> he just plays. Isaac and, maybe has said one word to me so far <laughs> during camp. He, he's not a, he's not a big talker, but I, uh, I really appreciate his focus and his competitive. And, and he does, if something's up, he talks. Yeah. He wants it to be right. And then, you know, Dan, he took it left tackle. And again, from a rookie that he started every game for two years, he's gotten better and better doing a yeah. great job. And then Broderick's pushing him really, really hard. So I think, you look at those guys up front, I think we're doing a good job, and there's a nice battle there. And then Dotson's played a lot of football backing up. We got some good – we got a good group. I think it's a great group. Yeah. I feel like when you look at this offense, there's a lot of positions uh, flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, 
Um, there's other players. Um, is that something you look for in the draft or, you know, always want to have guys that can play multiple positions? I think so, but I think, you know, the way our game works, the draft free agency, it just you don't always have control of that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you've got to – and I think we have a great plan and we talk and I don't mean – I mean, we've gotten the players we've wanted and, I mean, you know, getting the guys we got in the draft this year was great. You know, right. Look at Darnell coming in and kind of what he can do as a blocker and a threat and you know, there's some different guys. So, yeah, I think flexibility is great. Connor is – you know, I know he's a little brother, but I mean, he's his flexibility is really impressive to me. He can run routes, he can block, he can run. Um, you know, what is he? He's not really a specific anything, but he's really, really good <laughs> at a lot of things. And he's a huge part of our offense because of that. So I think when you have that, you got to find ways to use it. And you know, on defense, are they doing this or this? If a guys can only, if a guy, I'm only a run blocker, you guys, here we go. If I'm only a pass catcher, so I think. Flexibility and, and being able to, to do different things is huge, and I think we got guys that can do that. And I think our buy-in has been great, and our excitement to to just do what's best for the offense is what we've seen too, and that's been good. Yeah, but along that, I want to say, how do I get a play call for? I was going to say the, the question's coming, Matt. Yeah. Is when can Clamps Hayward here get a shot at a catch and a pass? You know, Connor, this you're letting is, Connor catch pass and run this the ball. A, this is the first time I've been on the show, <laughs> and this is the first time he's ever mentioned it. So. Obviously, we'll get right on it. I mean, I'll get right up there. We'll get it. We'll get it scripted for tomorrow. The this second is, he got two picks, yeah. you were done, man. Yeah. He was going to start asking for it. He was. This is how we do it. We do a jet sweep with Connor. Yeah. Give him the ball, and then he throws it to me in the end zone. There you go. Hayward to Hayward. That'd be big. <sighs> what a connection. We'll draw it up. Sounds Hayward, like you got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, Hayward you to Hayward. Talk, you talk to coach and make sure it's good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Let me know. <laughs> I'll talk to Mike to you see how it goes. Yeah, let me know. So I hear you're a crawfish guy. Is that true? Eh, not really. Not really. Not really. That's bad information. Oh, thanks, Angela. Thanks, Angela. <laughs> That's bad information. So you're not a foodie. Not really. Not no, really. No, I mean, she's probably talking about I. I. I lived in Louisiana. I've got a tremendous friend from Louisiana who comes up and cooks. Okay. We had a great, great party, a great staff party, and he okay. brought a lot of good. Food and I wasn't invited to the party. You're I'm not staff. Keyword. Wait. You're not staff. Wait, I, <laughs> you're not staff. I, I, I hold a Steeler party every they, year. They need to have boundaries. The they need to be boundaries, and, then, and you and are not you know a part what? of your that. Your party was after, and next year you're invited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I, I made I made a mental note of that when you did that. That's fine. Okay. But anyway, that is a that it's it's great food. Like I'm yeah. just not just, but I like the food from down there, and it, yeah, it's a good. Good time, good fun. Favorite place in Pittsburgh? Favorite place in Pittsburgh. Or restaurant in Pittsburgh? Favorite restaurant in Pittsburgh. I'm not, like you said, I'm not a, probably Napa Prime. Napa Prime. Ooh, shout oh, out. Good Napa call. Prime. That's a good call, though. It's like I'm here. He couldn't, he could. Yeah, I've not been the same. Not been the same since, honestly. I've just not been the same. That's that's where I go there with, I go with there with Coach Dunbar. You know, that's kind of our, we like to hang out there. What do you think of Coach Dunbar? He's a good man. He's a good friend. <laughs> a, I don't, you know, the, the, the good thing about Coach Dunbar and I is we cut really different. You know, he's got you guys up front doing all the stuff you do. And yeah. I, and we just, you know, he's got a good friendship. It's been great. Yeah. Enjoyed, I've enjoyed hanging out with him. We enjoy our while. You know, it's a good deal for us. So, and you've been a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, what got you into coaching in the first place? Just, a, you know, not being able to play anymore. I mean, always, you know, always, always loving the game, always loving to be around it. Um, I went to Indiana and, and kind of got banged up. I wasn't going to be able to play and had a, you know, Bill Mallory was, was our head coach. And um, I kind of had a, a dream or I want to be a coach. And when that happened, I went in and said, coach, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to play college and I'm not going to be able to be a coach. And mm-hmm. uh, Coach Mallory has passed and, you know, great man. But he, one of the epic moments in my life. And he didn't come across the table, but I thought he was going to. He <laughs> said, you don't say can't. If you want to be a coach, you're going to coach. And literally that day, 
I started being a student coach. And I was in every staff meeting, but two for the next couple of years. I became a GA and, you know, had a long, you know, jobs here and there. And wow. part-time, my first job at Butler, I made $5,000. So I had a part-time job <laughs> so I could coach. And, um, but, it, you know, I got that. I mean that. I got the greatest job in the world. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing else I'd rather do. And there's there's whatever. But it's it's a great gig. We got yeah. great guys to coach. We got a great staff. You can't talk about Dunbar. We just good guys to be around. So it's I got a great job. When you think of a guy like T.J. Watt, what do you think? He's hard to block. I'm glad he's on our. Team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge. You know, I you know my T.J. Watt. So I was at Wisconsin. I recruited T.J. Talk about that. Talk about offensive plays. I was I was the area coach, and we recruited him as a tight end to start mm-hmm. with. <laughs> and then he got moved. So I'm. I'm How did you feel about that move? They took your player. You yeah, recruited pretty good. It turned. I think, out. <laughs> I think they made I'm, the right choice. Oh, it know, it ended up I, a pretty that good. That was choice. gonna happen. Yeah. I'm just saying. I. But I'm glad. You know. I'm glad he's on our team. He's a. He's a, a problem every day. A lot yeah. of you guys are problems every day, but he is. He is a problem every day, every play. He's, he's Ask great him. to have him on our team. What Ask about Mika Fitzpatrick? Feel the same way. You know, Minks obviously had some things. You can you can feel guys like that. You feel them at practice, right? I mean, those guys are, you know, all pro, unbelievable players, and you feel them in practice, no matter what drill we're doing, no matter <laughs> what we're doing, from seven shots to today in team. I think McKinney scrambled it in, all of a sudden Minka pops up. I mean, he's just he's just such a smart football player. He's unbelievably mm-hmm. talented physically. But I think and it would be the same with Timmy. He's just so smart. I mean, Mink is just he just has the ability to see it all, and I he makes us better. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, Kenny spends a lot of time talking to him. I talk to him. I think there's the things that all you guys see as we get through. You know, we're almost out of camp. I think to have really smart guys on the other side and be able to use use that for our advantage is a good thing. So I'm glad he's with us too. You brought up camp. What's the one thing you brought to camp that you couldn't live without? I'm pretty easy. I didn't bring anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I brought. Nothing. I got nothing. 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 Not I, a toothbrush. Nothing. No, I mean, I got. Yeah, I mean, I got that. I mean, I got as far as that's something special. The hat. Special. The hat's got to. I got a lot of hats. You are. You're a hat guy. I got my hats. Okay. I got okay. my hats. Yeah, I got my hats. I didn't want to come out without it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably it. I guess from my hat. Okay. Have you always been a hat guy? Once, once I, I once I went bald, I had to be a hat guy. <laughs> and there's a reason I'm a hat guy. Really, and I only only a hat guy when you know normally out in the sun. Yeah. Just, you know, just trying to be smart that way and. A, Baseball hats not always look great, so I just kind of started doing this. And I've kind of rolled with it. It's style. Then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind it's of got what some I've flair done. to it. There you go. There you go. We know what to get them for Christmas now. That's right. A bunch of hats. That's right. No there question. we go. You want a fedora too? Sure, whatever you got. I'll wear. <laughs> you buy it, I'll wear. It. Favorite football movie. I remember the Titans. My kids love that. Is there any coach you identify with or resonate with? Not specifically. I've been asked that a lot. I just I think I I really feel fortunate the coaches I've worked for. I mean, Coach Mallory is was my initial coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and I learned so much from him. We had an awesome staff, and I learned. And then so I really, at some point, somebody taught me. You just you want to take from every guy. Like you mentioned Dunbar. Like mm-hmm. there's things. And I guess specific on anybody, but like there's things coaches do that I really try to watch and say, like, when I see a guy coaching you, if I'm not like, how does he capture you? Mm-hmm. And I really try, I've, and I've done that. And obviously, I'm old now, but I've tried when I was young to just take a little bit from each guy. So, I mean, there's certain guys that obviously have been more influential than others as I've moved up the ladder, but I've just, 
really fortunate to be around great coaches. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be specific on one. I want to bring up so you, you recruited TJ and we had TJ on earlier. Um, TJ very he's a very confident person. <laughs> right. Um, he brought up that he played quarterback in high school. Yeah. And now he thinks he could go back in high school, go to a team in Texas, and take it to the state championship. How do you feel about TJ playing quarterback in high school? I'm all for it. <laughs> you're you're all for it. <laughs> could he do it? I, I would I would never I would never doubt TJ Watt. I'll say that. <laughs> we we're all doubting TJ. Yeah, you're, there's you're being no way. Nice. There's you're no way you can nice go back to, to high school today <laughs> and do it. Yes. No way. I mean, I mean yeah. I'm just I'm saying. He's pretty, you know. I don't. I'm not sure he's dropping back, chucking it 40 times a game. Well, that's yeah. that, that's but what I, we're saying. That's what he oh, thinks I'm not he saying can do. That. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, you put him in a position that you'll probably find a way to win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to throw the ball. <laughs> the offense would be a little different than, than maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe his vision and my vision of what he'd be doing at quarterback is different. I would agree with that, but I believe he'd be successful. Yeah, a lot of bubbles, right? Yeah, a lot of bubbles. <laughs> A lot of zone reads. Quarterback run. Yeah, with TJ, with TJ he's played high school. Kids, I, just run that I thing think, every, I think every he'd snap. Be quarterback run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarterback run, and you know, maybe he, you know, like a you know, yeah. Oh yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to win. That's all we're trying to do is win. I mean, what, what's the stats going to look like with you, TJ? Yeah. Playing quarterback. Yes. Oh wow. Tough as he is, I don't know what twenty five carries or something like. That. <laughs> Be, be, and honestly, you'd probably be handed on. You know, it'd be it'd be a real quick game. You'd love it. Oh, oh you'd I, love it. You'd I, love being on defense on that one. Yeah, because it'd be you know it'd be ten plus play drive. <laughs> it'd be just what you're always saying you want us to do. I I, will, I do like that when the offense is on the field. I am cool. Right. I'm cool being on the sideline. Let's right. get that straight right now. Good. All right. Uh, well, I want to say thank you to Coach Canada. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on, brother. Thanks for having me. Yes, Appreciate sir. Appreciate it. And that is another episode of Not Just Football with Matt Canada. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Not Just Football, special edition, the Christian Kuntz Roast. <laughs> are you ready today? This isn't a roast. I got, these guys are going to back me up today. No, they knew about the roast. No, they knew about it. it. Yeah. They're in on it. You were supposed to back me up. This <laughs> that, was, that was part of the plan to make you feel So that brings us possible. to our first question. <laughs> I got to go. They're calling my First name. question. First question. We took a team survey. And can you tell us who has the most punchable face on the team? Mm. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Mason's my guy, but uh, I just think he's got a punchable face. He's just, okay. you know, he's too good looking. 
What about you, Bozzy? I'm going with Coons for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Press? Press, you better not say me, I swear to God. I hate to say this, but I got to say Mason, too. Oh, yes, wow. thank you. Well, according to our no our stats, Christian Coons was voted. <laughs> That's not true. Do you who, believe that? Who took, who took the poll? Nobody. Like he made... took the poll. I took the poll, but, you know, it's was a it... very underrated take, but look at that face. It's not punchable. It is. I could see Mason being more punchable. It's not punchable. It's not punchable. So what do you guys think about the long snapper position in general? Like, do you think it's underrated, or do you guys even care about it? Very underrated. Uh, Greg Warren, when he was here, basically his attitude was, if you never talk about the long snapper, you're doing your job. Right. So, I mean, kind of, I just based it off that. If you hear a lot about Christian, he's probably (laughs) not doing a good job. So, we haven't heard a lot about him. Just on the south side, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that because, like, this is one of those positions, just like Bob said, you you know it's a bad day if you got to call a long snapper's name out. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we do hear Christian's name a lot, but it's just mostly because he's taking a lot of heat um, on and off the field. Right. But, you know, he, he comes with the right mentality every single day to just take it. I'm not going to lie. So is that heat warranted, though? Like, no. I feel like he kind of likes it, though. Like, I feel like he kind of likes the – when Mike T's on him about everything and, you know, always joking around with him, talking about, you know, everybody else got a day off, Christian got to keep working. So I got a question. Um, who's paying for his jerseys? <laughs> I feel like they I got... I see some of them, and I just, like, TJ McConnell has a jersey. Like, where are these jerseys coming from? That was a gift. That was a gift. TJ McConnell, the basketball player, yeah, has that a gift. Yeah, that was a gift. He's one of my best friends. That was a gift. Best friend, we got to ask him about that. Yeah. Was it a gift debatable. Was it a gift that you had to buy, or did he buy it? He bought, he gifted it to me. It was a game worn jersey. Oh, game worn. Yeah, that's it. It was it was Not clean. A mark so. on it. Not a mark on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it was clean. All right, I got to bring up another question. Madden's coming out, right? Oh. And, oh. He already knows. Oh, <laughs> he already knows. He already knows. There's been go. some pictures floating around of a certain somebody. Um, our guy Presley Harvin. That Presley's no longer here. Uh. <laughs> okay, Cam shared the picture. Yeah. Have you thought about suing Madden for? So I got a funny story We've about seen it. Last year's, I haven't uh, seen this year's. We, we, I wound up seeing it early last year, uh, and I saw it floating around Twitter. So I, I got DY's, uh, I got DY to reach out to the guy that like does all of the performance stuff and all of that for ratings. And I literally texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, like it's Presley Harvin here. He's got just want to say like." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was me or Dotson in that picture. That was, but, that was, I mean, it was it was bad. I texted the dude, and he was like, hey, man, you know, don't have no problems trying to fix it. Just how did you get my number? <laughs> he was trying to worry about how I got his number, and I told him, I was like, man, like, I got connections, but we got to get this taken care of because I do not right look like that. Swipe right on that picture if you can. I don't know if it's on there. Oh. Cam sent another one, a side profile that. It was bad. I, oh. oh. I thought it was edited. I thought it was edited. Oh. Yeah, I like, seen I thought that. someone edited Dude, it. Dude, I would sue them. I mean, the legs look about right, but not the backside or the front side of that stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty bad. Uh. All right, so since we got some special teamers up here, what's the difference between punting and kicking in September and in December? Uh, ball don't fly as far later in the year. Obviously, it gets colder, so that, you know, that ball doesn't compress as much, so... A little bit less hang times, a little bit less distance, but, I mean, it still flies the same. Yeah, it's one of those, when it gets cold up here, 
it does change the game for me too. And it's just one of those things where you got to let your form do the work and not focus on trying to hit, you know, a 5-0 plus ball or whatever. I just try to focus on getting it, the ball to the right direction. And, you know, it is harder to do, especially because when it's cold here, it also gets a little bit windy and stuff. But just having a different mentality of having a different drop ready for it and, you know, drop the nose down a little bit more, drop the table down some and, you know, just let it fly. Is it harder for you? It definitely. I mean, the ball feels. Nobody believes what he's saying. <laughs> All right, back to the Christmas. It's definitely harder for me if anyone wants to hear. The talent's scarce. <laughs> don't, touch the talent. don't touch the talent. It's harder. Just get it done. <laughs> back to the Christian Coons Rose. Um, you, you played a little bit outside linebacker, right? Yep. Could you Eight go in an NFL game and get a sack right no now? No chance. Not now. Preseason or regular season? Preseason week one, yeah. Yes. I don't know about week yes. three. Preseason, pre-season. you can get it done, yes, right? Yes, I get it done. Regular season. No. Why? Um, talent. <laughs> That's honesty, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guys are fresh, freshly new to the pro game, and, and they're pretty gassed in the fourth quarter when yeah. I would be in in a preseason game. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm serious. When would I be in in a pre- I'd be in the fourth quarter. Okay. At a linebacker, and that would be my time. As you remember in 2019, when I was here as a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah. Wait, were you in the? Yeah. You were in the room. Yeah. You I don't remember. remember. No, I Carolina? don't remember you. Carolina. Yeah. I'm gonna ask TJ about you in the room too. He rem- he remembers. He remembers. Name was great. We remember Chris and Coop. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> agree with that. I didn't even see him back room in 19. I No, I wasn't. All right, I got another question on that topic. Could TJ go back in high school as a quarterback and lead a team to a state championship? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right now? Right now. Oh, right now, yeah. Who's tackling that man? How many wins at Duquesne am I If you played quarterback? How many wins at Duquesne would he get? Four. They only got three. How many, so how many wins did you guys have overall? Did y'all play here? At Duquesne. Duquesne. I was part of a team that first went to the FCS playoffs there. FCS playoffs. Oh, they're not seven on seven there? Or what oh. Oh. Damn, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shot. No, it's not seven on seven. We actually played against Coach Tomlin's William & Mary. In the playoffs. Big whoop. What was that score? 51 to 49. Shootout. So you were on a Bad defense. Bad day to be on the defense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have the home run derby coming up. Who's going to win tonight? Um, you know you want to say you. I'm not. I think the field's going to win over the quarterbacks. I'm, I'm taking the field. You're taking the field. The field tonight. No quarterbacks winning tonight. What's so the under? Um, eight and a half it's set out from what I heard. Jesus. Home run. My God. Come straight from, that's straight from Vegas. They set lines for the home yeah, run derby. Yeah, eight and a half homers. Okay. Who are you guys taking? I'm going Pickett. Solid choice. If Mitch goes, I think I'm going to go with Mitch. Ooh, He's last year he came down to Mitch and He, he came right? down to Mitch and Kenny last year. Yeah. I like Highsmith. TJ was in it for a little bit. I, I think Highsmith's the most Mitch underrated softball player on the team. Yeah. I do. That's a good call. Who's the best cornhole player on the team, though? Ooh. Who do you think, Press? Press, that's a dumb question. I'm going to go with his bestie over here. No, because he knows. No. I played a lot of cornhole with Christian. He's pretty good. Oh. I ain't going to lie. He's, he's the best in the room, in my opinion. No chance. Is he the best on the team? No. Yes. No. Who, who's, who's the best on who's the team? Who's better than him, though? Me. No, you're not. I don't we know. go back and forth every time we play. Oh. The series, I'm up in the series. No. What's the score? Gotta be like eight to three. See, we ain't play all year. He's just making up numbers on the spot. <laughs> made it up, but it's just close. <laughs> so it's not, hey, can another one in count here. Yeah. TJ no, can attest no. to that. T, yes. 
So well, he's so shaking you've his head. You've been honest about getting a sack and whatnot, so I'd assume that you're probably telling the truth you can play cornhole. This, is, that, this yeah. has been straight honesty. Yeah, this is honesty here. This is <laughs> so do any of you guys have any pregame superstitions? Um, no. No? Uh -uh. What's your pregame superstition? I don't think so either, no. I have to make a music playlist for every game. You have to make a new one? Every yeah, game? every game. Wow. Is I listen to the same ones. The music? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it oh, yeah, Wait, yeah. whenever Boz gets off. Yeah, I get on the music, on and first. then as soon as he gets there, I'm off. Oh, okay, so Cam yeah. controls the music. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's his speaker. His, yeah. yeah, my speaker, my rules. Yeah. My house, my rules. Seniority. It's not your uh -oh. house. Wait. Ray Beard says that. What uh, What music do you like to listen to? Morgan Wallen, and that's about Morgan it. Morgan Wallen? I like Morgan Wallen. That's about I like it. Some, that's some it. M that's it. Some old school Eminem. Eminem? My gosh. You want your long snapper to listen to Eminem? It's badass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Okay. You calm down over there, Cheddar Bob. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Sexton. That was the best rookie performance ever at Heinz Field. Remember we did that? What did you do for your rookie show? He came out. Um, what uh, year was your rookie year? Eight years ago? It was a long time ago. I don't, we did some skit. <laughs> thought you were in year three. What skit did you do? What he's saying is he needs to sing. No, uh -oh. I'm done with the rookie show. What you got you no do choice. Your rookie show? I sang and then I did lookalikes. Um, you went comedy? Yeah, I went comedy. Yes. Comedy. We had some good pictures. We had a fat old line, so it was easy to talk about them. Screwed. <laughs> nice. What'd you do, Boz? Uh, when year. I was with the Texans, we did a skit making fun of the strength coaches and stuff, and then I had to sing my school's, like, fight song or whatever. You want to sing it right now? No, I don't remember it. <laughs> no chance. I played the saxophone. You played the saxophone? Of, yeah, I played the sax with a group of guys that couldn't sing, so we wound up getting booed because of them. Oh, That's gosh. a pretty good talent, though. I don't remember you playing the saxophone. I, I did. You play it again. You should play it. I don't got one now. So you do the saxophone and you do the p piano? Yeah. What are you better at? Saxophone. But you did the piano for the fashion show, right? Yeah. What I song did. did you do? Uh, I did a song by Drake called Look What You've Done. It was like the first song I learned how to play on the piano. Oh. When did you Pretty learn good. how to play the um, piano? Uh, my dad, grandma, granddad, just about music always in my family. So I wound up learning when I was younger. I had to teach myself, though. What you played in middle school? I played the tuba. Oh, of course. <laughs> I played the bass, double string bass, um, and bass six guitar. Six foot six bass player in eighth grade. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, bro. He was the only football player in the band. With a playing the bass. You just played the flute. So. I, didn't, I just didn't play. No, I you played the flute. I didn't play an instrument. Six foot five in the eighth grade. Nice job. Back on topic. Favorite sports movie of all time? Old school Space Jam. Oh, wait. Old school? Old school? The old one. Yeah, oh, don't they have a new one? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying yeah. old, school old school and, and space, space. No, no, no. That's what I the old one. The old space yeah. That's a good one. Remember the Titans. Classic. Wow. Who do you see yourself as in that movie? Bert Tier. Because <laughs> you got hit by a car? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no. No. That's too much. No. Why do you see yourself as Gary Pertier? Strong side. Or are you more like the Ryan Gosling where you get kicked off the field and you have to give your position away? Yos! 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 Take my boy off the field! Bert's here. Bert's here. No, you're the other guy. You're the. Um, Petey, the running no, back. You're the guy who who, who gives up the, uh, the tackle. <laughs> 
That's messed Dean. up. Dean. Dean, you're Dean. Oh, the guy who just stopped blocking? Yeah. That's messed up. Jesus, oh, that's bad. I'm not Dean. That's wrong. Third tier. All right. What about you, Press? I'm going to say Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Why, are you a Booby Miles fan? <laughs> I don't know, man. That was just like one of the first ones I watched. And I just like that one. Wait, how, day, are you, how old are you? What other sports movies have you seen? If radio. Radio? <laughs> Blindside? I've seen oh, the Blindside. That one's, in, that one's in the mix at this point. Right now. Now. I, I feel a little bit. Uh, I feel Blindside. I feel like we need a little bit more information. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need more information first before we start pointing fingers at what really happened. But uh, Did you believe the story when you first heard it? Oh, I 100% did. Uh, 120% did. Okay. Wow. Well, wow. Michael Orr. They made it seem like he couldn't play football, and then all of a sudden he met them, and he was a great football player. All right. Let's talk about you guys made some headlines when the training camp first started, right? You guys brought the massage chair. Mm-hmm. Is it actually being used? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day, 20 bucks. You want to come up? 20 bucks. 20 bucks? You're charging people? <laughs> yeah. You're a jerk. <laughs> he, You're he's a... not charging them because it's not his. Oh. I'm, I'm charging the interest. But, uh... I hope he's collecting all of the checks because uh, we need to get that payment wow. ready to go. Who but came yeah, up we, with this idea? I did. I had it in the basement since rookie year, and I was getting tired of looking at it in the basement, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring it to training camp and just let some guys use it. A couple of the guys get in it, they can fit in it, but offense and defensive line has a hard time. You guys brought golf clubs too. Who's the best golfer <laughs> all right. in the group? Here we go. Me. Wow, that was easy. It's it's Boz. Oh, it's Boz. It's not it's not questionable. No, it's Boz the best golf winner. There were pretty good guys. He's close up there. Pat P. Pat P. Uh, Braden Man. Braden's good. Then I pick me. Ooh. Okay. Funniest guy on the team. Casey. A lot of people say Casey. Yeah. Casey's pretty funny, man. I'm gonna say Casey too. Guy who thinks he's the funniest in the team. Lam- uh, DeMarvin. Coons. Leo, no, for sure. you. Cam. Yeah, you. Cam. I do think I'm funny, but. Yeah, we have some pretty funny comments in team meeting. Is Georgia Tech a basketball school or a football school? <laughs> it's an engineering basketball. school. It's neither. Basketball. <laughs> basketball. I'm going to say basketball. I mean, you can't you can't deny guys like Chris Bosch that went to the league and had yeah. success. I mean, I would say football, but I would be selfish. You guys so. have Calvin Johnson. We do. No, we got other greats too, like Presley Harvey. But didn't play in college for like twenty years. Very true. I mean, Very true. Like, <laughs> I think we're a basketball school. Do you think Duquesne should go down in the league and be? Dude, that's so disrespectful. I, I feel like they should play the independent. Playoffs. They should when play you were there. That was a long yeah, time ago. They made it the years after, and they made it two years after. So the last couple years, are they good or? They've been competitive. So do you think you're? you think you a good basketball player? Yes. I, not uh, at Duquesne. That's big time hoops. Oh, A10. That's big time. Big time, big time hoops is FCS. Big time hoops from Duquesne. Well, no, they're, A10, they're in the A10. Right? Yeah, A10. A10. Yeah. All right, we're gonna finish this up. Last question: If you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? Sales. <laughs> Just sales. Is there an industry you're going to? Or? Some kind of sales job. Okay. I could, I could sell anything. You, sell me something then. Sell me this mic. You're on a podcast. Oh, God. Oh, he went God. home with a Wall Street there. Oh. You there. Yeah. That's not how you sell Sold. it. Uh, yeah, you're not selling anything. <laughs> Conferences. Sales go off a of commission, cuz. 
What would you be doing? Uh, my dad had a painting company, so I'd probably just be home working with him, running that. I like that. I would have worked on cars or rather something musician-wise. They always uh, get on me because I got my cars story. always in the you shop. Were, okay, so what about your cars, press? Uh, <laughs> Everybody hold the breath. All right. I, <laughs> yeah, I can teach them how to sell some stuff, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I Got a little shop called Fourth Down Customs. I wound up opening it up my senior year of college while I was uh, going for the draft. Uh, just do a lot of cosmetic stuff, wheel caliper paint, uh, small decals, uh, LED lighting, underglows. Well, that's been not just football with the specialists. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for having us. Thanks. I might sit here forever. He, he doesn't usually have right the spotlight on him, so. Get up. No, I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>